folks thanks for tuning in to talks with tiger this episode is with nate this is the first time i kind of met this dude a little bit a while ago before he left to go to like cambodia and vietnam and stuff so i had him on the show and ask about it and uh by the end of the show i love the dude can't wait to have him back on i think you'll really like it uh skip in five minutes to get past the corona nonsense um and we get into some really interesting topics i think you'll love it take care and here's the show All right, I'm live with Nate. You want to take a quick minute, introduce yourself? Hello, world. I'm Nathan Chestnut. I'm a human being uh, living in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, yeah, just on here to talk about life and see what we see what we come up with. Yeah, you're a drummer in two bands, and you recently got back from a two-month trip to like Vietnam and place like that? Or? Yeah, so I play in a couple bands back here, especially when it's not like a you know pandemic and there's yeah. no shows or anything so it's actually been really weird about the band thing but playing two bands here animalingo and smear nice. um yeah i love doing that it's like been fun to be back although i haven't gotten to play with people still like kind of co-creating in really? the quarantine time but you guys yeah. are all like kind of like younger and chill why don't you just get together and like record for an album if anything instead of live shows uh i mean i guess like both bands have different reasons and stuff i think a lot of it has to do with like if you think about this like web of interconnectedness and being like one step removed from somebody that would be like potentially really affected and all of that by uh getting sick and all of that and i think just a lot of people are just being responsible and are trying to kind of do like recommended socially acceptable things that are going on you know no it's weird times and here's the thing if i go too far on either side i see the bad of like just being like completely like all right let's just give all up all our rights and we'll lock down indefinitely it's like okay we can't just do that but then it's like yeah you got to keep old people alive and healthy so you can't just go out and about you know but i don't know so i i try my best to not put my too much input in on about coronavirus because i'm like i don't do you listen to podcasts much uh, I listen to some podcasts, but not a ton, ton. Most, most hosts lately just keep spouting off just nonsense about coronavirus. So if anything, it turns me off from the host. So I'm like, I'm trying to stay out of it as much as I can. Because it's just yeah. like politics where both sides hate each other. Lockdown people are like, uh, it's not a conspiracy theory. And the other people who think it's a conspiracy theory, they're like, you know, it's my right to do it. So Yeah, no, people are tripping. All, all sorts of people, I think. It's like it reveals how people like are just so uncomfortable with ambiguity yeah. and like not knowing the the right answer that's going on you know and yeah. so like uh yeah it's just it is funny i would say that was a funny thing too like being in asia i was in um i think cambodia when it first broke out in china right yeah and so then i went from cambodia to vietnam to thailand all three countries had like slightly different like, protocol yeah like, yeah like or just different responses just yeah. generally you know and you I mean? were you were just biking this whole way like a motorbike though right no i only had a motorbike in vietnam oh, cool. I, had, I like rented a bike a lot in thailand too but um yeah cambodia it's just kind of chilling i met up with a buddy is you ever met tyler yeah, the the singer? Yeah. For Smear, yeah. No, 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 not for Smear. No. He's, he sucks. He doesn't uh, sing for Smear. No, I'm just well, joking. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Probably, probably not then. No, he's oh, the person you went with, though. 
Yeah, he, no, I just so, kind of watched, but yeah. Weird. No, he uh, he met up with me in Cambodia, and then we went from Cambodia through Vietnam, and yeah, we were riding bikes, but it was so funny, yeah. like. You know, you can never really, like, predict things like the weather and all of that. And so we had, like, shit weather when we were... Uh, can I cuss? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just had, like, such shit weather that it kind of, like, ruined the right... The, I was thinking about that when I was driving into town today. I was, yeah. like, in Vietnam, it was, like, riding a bike in the weather today where it's just, like, gray and it's all rainy and it just kind of, like sucked to be on a bike for some of it but it was still it was still dope Uh, me and kenzie my partner we just went to Kauai and we got so just rained on and cold our first couple nights but those (laughs) were in memory those are more of our favorite nights it just was enjoyable you don't look back and enjoy like driving in the rain or right oh i guess like there's yeah like there's memorable i call it like secondary fun Mm. you have things like that like i remember when i was like uh in high school i had this party and it was, like, miserable as I was doing it. I was, like, all nervous. People yeah. were going to, like, ruin my mom's house and as stuff. As it always is when you throw a party. Yeah, and then you remember it a month later, and you're like, oh, my God, that was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because it's, like, it was miserable when That's you were doing hilarious. it. But it's, I guess it's somewhat similar with the bikes in Vietnam. Yeah. Like, we, there was this crazy day that we, like, kind of maybe, like, left a little too late, and then we were going really far. Yeah. And, uh. It was during, like, the New Year's, so a lot of stuff was shut down, including, like, gas stations and all that. And so, really? Yeah, and so we were, like, mobbing through this, like, pretty remote section, like, not a whole lot of stuff going on, you know, kind of out in the jungle. And there's wildlife there, right? Yeah, Tyler almost hit a monkey. Uh, it was, like, way late at night. Like, like it would be like, shitty to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere there. Oh, More so than Oregon. You'd be sleeping, and it was, like, hella raining all, the whole time. super cold. Brilliant. And it was, like, dude, we were in the, in the mountains. We were all running out of gas, and it was just pouring rain. It's, like, starting to get dark. We're, like, dude, this is pretty gnarly, you yeah. know? Like, uh, ended up having to stop at this guy's house. And he siphoned gas out of his bike. What a hero, actually. Wow. Shout out to that guy. That's freaking um, awesome of him. Yeah, dude, just straight grabs a hose and, like, sucks it, fills our bikes up with enough gas to, wow. like, get, finish the trip. But, dude, we're, like, going up the mountain, and it's, like, all dark, and it's just rain, pouring rain. You can't even hardly see in front of us. And, like, That's brutal. It would freak me out. I, I think, like, Tyler's, like, one of those, like, kind of adrenaline people. And so mm. he was, like... Yeah, he's bro, like, we'll leave an hour later than we planned. You're like, yeah. fuck no, let's get out of here. <laughs> no, yeah, let's get out of here. The rest so of the trip, funny. I was like, we're not doing that shit again. Uh, one thing I was curious about, well, as soon as I heard you going on that trip, like Jan's birthday or maybe it was New Year's, mm-hmm. um, even if I didn't talk to you on the podcast, I want to know, like, if I want, you went for two months, was it? Mm-hmm. How much would it cost to go and do that, for, like, experience for two months? Like, if I, how much money would I have to save up and be like, cool, now I can go do that? Yeah, weird. I mean, that's kind of, the, like, a fun thing about, Southeast Asia, it is fairly accessible, um, and it depends, because that was my second time going over there, nice. and so the first time I went over there, I had, like, far less money. I was, like, 19 or 20 or something, mm-hmm. and I and right just, now you're... I'm 27. Cool. Yeah, and so um, the first time I went, it was, like, just, I was spending like no money i'd eat like two meals a day yeah. you know what i mean and walk around and not do like a bunch of like the activities or whatever uh this time i was like staying in like maybe like a private room Ooh, Ooh, nice, nice. You know? how, much, how much is one of those over there oh man it depends on where you're at but like between 10 and 25 bucks not bad and sometimes they're kick out sometimes That's they're cool. so baller yeah. like that first night i saw it in your story where you were sick 
and there's like a, there's hammocks out over in the water and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, that looks like a nice place. That spot was, it was either five or ten U.S. a night. Wow. For a, a private room. I mean, that's cheaper than rent here. Just renting that. I know. No, wow. so bro, on that island, that's Korang Samlam in Cambodia. Uh, they were selling a hostel. It's already built. It's already ready to roll yeah. for like thirty or forty thousand dollars. And wow. I was like, Tyler, we should just buy this, bro. And like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Even not even open it as a business. Yeah. Just, have, just like, live in it. That's so. Yeah, funny. like have a vacation yeah. spot where it's like twenty of my homies can come oh over because I got a hostel. Why that's not? fucking hilarious. Yeah, just no one else. <laughs> I mean, how much could property taxes be there? Like nothing. I, right? I don't even that's know if hilarious. they do taxes in yeah. Cambodia. Cambodia is crazy. Cambodia has a really interesting history. Like, have you? Um, are you familiar with the Khmer Rouge at all? Not at all. Yeah, so it's, it's such a bizarre thing. Like that's like one of my most like. Uh, I feel like in- experiences I've drawn the most out of from being in the region yeah. is like uh, becoming a fucking history nerd. <laughs> no, no, for real, for real. Like uh, that, that is like a, the first time I went there, I had this crazy experience of basically like uh, I took acid and I went to Angkor Wat, which Angkor Wat's this like really old temple. It's like a UNESCO World Heritage site. It's like really tight. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just really inspired because it's, like, super old, and it's crazy to me that people can collectively organize as a group and even just build something at all remotely close to how cool that is. Uh, That's amazing to me. And then it's also, like, really inspiring that people aspire toward, uh, like, like, ethereal things or, like, idealistic things, like spiritual things are really cool to focus on because... uh, it's one of those things that you can't necessarily point to like a super pragmatic thing. Like we're building this huge temple because it's going to help us grow food better or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? But it is like a glue that holds the society together and all that, which is really cool. Are you a uh, spiritual dude? I, I don't know. That's hard to self-declare if you're yeah. spiritual or not. You know I mean, it's I mean? almost like a circle jerky term these days. Yeah, where it's like, right? I'm spiritual. I'm mega spiritual. I sit and I do yoga sometimes. No, I don't know. I like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to start. You don't like read anything or do any like uh, specific. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, Mahari Krishna or whoever like that, though. No, I'm. I'm like. What would be your beliefs? You when you die? Yeah, what's, it, what's the experience like? That's hard. I mean, that's the core. Oh, of, that's the core what, of what like spirituality, right? Post life. Yeah, or I, right at the moment of death. Really, I think that that's so unknowable, but so interesting. Like, uh. I mean, God, and some like it's such a hard question, right? Like, yeah. but like, it's, it's lame to just say that and then mm-hmm. peter out. So, yeah, like, who knows? I guess I'll figure out when I fucking die. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll think I about think it it's, then. I think it's like one of those things. It's like similar to like before you were born, right? Like, it's just an imperceivable existence. It's like, it's like a syntax error on a calculator. It's like it's it's you can't really compute it, but like, might as well take a stab at it and think about it, right? Like, yeah. if it seems reasonable that like. Um, what makes you up physically, right? Like all the molecules and stuff isn't really what you are or what we're referencing when you say you, mm-hmm. then it would be like energy. Yeah. And the fact that energy in some general sense is kind of always there, not like you know, created away. or destroyed yeah. is the law or whatever, mm-hmm. but, but even still like just it's flowing through things differently. Uh, it seems like 
you're, you're like almost articulated within a form as you're incarnated. Yeah. And then once you die, that energy is like back into the pool of energy, gets redistributed amongst other forms. So, so and where you're going with this is, is you're that. one of those hippies who's going to be buried in like a mushroom suit or like oh, under a tree I'd or something. Oh my God, I knew it. Bro, I'd love to. I'm always as soon actually as people thought, start. That's funny. I like, I was talking about this with like my mom and girlfriend the other day and they were not about it. But that's I was so saying, funny. I want to be blended and like, uh, like, like, like in a blender. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they only have a Nutribullet. It takes like 50 goes. They just like get yeah. part of your calf and your bone. I know. They were, my family was like, who's going to, who's going to yeah. do this? And for? just put you under a tree or something yeah. like that? No, put me under a pot plant, grow the pot, oh, and nice. then. Once it all flowers out, like smoke Who's gonna it with smoke the homies. You? No, That's what I'm I saying. Not all the homies you. smoke oh it. It's like a funeral. Everybody smokes it. That's so funny. Dank. As soon as you started going with the energy route, I knew you were going to go there and do you want to know my answer. Because I think uh-huh. actual like Hare Krishnas and all those energy people, they just want to be, uh, uh, when you get burned, cremated. Because mm-hmm. then your energy goes back. And I'm like, that's the quickest way to rejoin the cycle. Do you want to know my answer, though? What you got? Feed me to like something with a biggest brain, like uh, like a lion or something. Like Feed me to a big animal because yeah. all its energy would quickly be brought back into a bigger life form. Like, Would that be like cheating the system? Because if I get burned... It's kind of like cheating for reincarnation. Yeah, right? Like, like, okay, I'm quick. Boom. And, like and, immediately yeah. reincarnated and as then, a lion. Uh, the rest of you that doesn't get put into like into the line gets shit out and then you can just make sure like shovel a shit under your favorite weed plant or whatever oh see now you're thinking Winning. that's actually that's a good idea go through an animal <laughs> yeah have some of your energy there and then some like goes to plants yeah. and then like that, and that, you make better manure that this way this is this is a good idea yeah. i like this i've thought about it i've it, tried to i try to cheat most systems including death and like, reincarnation <laughs> so i'm like how would this work <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, because I'm. I think I'm very spiritual in the same way as you. Where I'm like, it's just like it's just a fun thing to entertain. But I don't really smoke weed. When I used to smoke weed, I used to think about it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Do you ever, does weed ever just make you feel really funky? Where you're like, fuck that. Mm, no, it's in my DNA. It's like, nice. uh, yeah, it's so funny. It's like when I left and went to Asia. It's like the the longest stretches I go without smoking weed are always circumstantial. Or the you know plane what I mean? Rides. Yeah, no. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, I was I'm so kidding. lit on the plane ride. I had like 150 mil, milligram weed soda yeah. in the airport in wow. LA before I got on the plane. I was like, I was sauced on the plane. I spilled an entire beer on the lady I was sitting no. next to. It's like a hit to like hit on her or something, or just I'm kidding. no. I, guess no, you gotta no take I was, your I, pants was off. I was like I was kind of wasted because uh, like that's what you do no, on airplanes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like 13 hours yeah. and like they aren't gonna cut you off, so uh, you got to get in there. But I oh, yeah. just take something and pass out for 13 hours. That is so long to be awake and high because your high time <sighs> goes slower. That must have felt like 20 hours. Dude, I watched like the shittiest movies. <laughs> that makes <laughs> like, it worse. I watched the shittiest movie. I watched this movie called "And Your Bird Can Sing." Which is the name of a Beatles song that I like a oh, lot. Cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it had nothing to do with the Beatles song. It was this like indie Asian film, and it just was nonsense. Like, I it's funny to me like how different I feel about cinema and music. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-mm. in music, I am like such a nerd, and I like if you only like like pop music or something. Yeah. There's like a hipster part of me that's like Psh, whatever. But I do like, pop music is good. Like the Weeknd's new album, like I don't, I don't, Blinding Lights, is a banger of a song. So people, I that, even like, like Billie actually, Eilish. People that really <laughs> like it, like yeah. and no music, it's yeah. totally cool. You can integrate it in a, yeah. in a tasteful way. I don't personally like pop yeah. music, but I just mean like taking mainstream 
music that's kind of fed to the masses is all I mean. There's like a hipster part of me that's kind of like, Psh, yeah, whatever. Everyone has even, that. But then at a certain point, I was just like, I don't care. They're, they're fun to jam along with. You have, if you have a girl in your life, they tend to like them. So it's like, it's just, it's just funner and easier to enjoy See, it. And it's funny because musically, I totally disagree when it comes to movies. I'll just, I'll pretty much gobble down whatever is given really? to me. I don't really care. Like I'm indie movies, indie movies and stuff, yeah. which would be like, the equivalent of like the cuts, like indie music that you're like, oh my god, this is so cool. I like, I just, I feel like one of those people that listens to the Grateful Dead, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why people like it. I don't even get Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Oh, and I Grateful like, Dead. I like the Dead and Floyd. Oh, um, but I'm just music <laughs> or like um, cinema wise, like indie movies. I watch, and I'm just like, I don't really know what just happened, and I. I didn't really enjoy it. You really? Know? I'm the polar opposite music. I'm like, <laughs> you can force feed me anything that's not like heavy. You know heavy claustrophobic music? Yeah. Where it's like, whoa, like some harder rap and metal and stuff. It's like, I feel like it's like, it's like building this little, it's, I don't know. It's no, you me. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You I feel can't, constrained. Exactly. It's such Especially a big vibe. It's yeah. such a big vibe. You can't so, ignore it. It's I like, like light, airy songs. But as far as movies go, I almost won't even watch a movie. It has to be like a top. If there's like 100% of movies, it has to be in like the top point. <laughs> Five percent of movies for me to watch it. Oh, wow. I'll turn off a movie in ten in ten minutes. Or TV <laughs> shows, and it's like I don't know I don't why. Know if I've, I don't know if I've ever turned off a movie. No way, really. Oh no, no, no. no. I, you know, <laughs> I'm you like, know, across how? across the universe that Beatles. Uh-huh. It's a Beatles. It's a musical with all Beatles music, and mm-hmm. I really like the Beatles, but I really I don't the, like music. I hate those bull-haired fucks. I'm you know, kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Oh, they're fine. They're oh, great. They're yeah, great. I love those guys. And the haircuts. Man, I've thought about doing the haircut, but... No, they're very chill. I don't think I could pull off the haircut. You want to know something that's just crazy? Um, I find a way to bring this up to every guest, just, yes. like, just, just Kanye West, but what just happened this last in the last seven days... He got vindicated. Uh, Forbes just made a new list of how rich people are. And, oh, nice. And since he has $3 billion, like his net worth, he's the wealthiest artist, not even just musician, artist of any kind to have ever lived Kanye in West Kanye has West. $3 billion? Because yeah. he owns 100% of Yeezy, the shoe brand, which is like $1.5 billion. You know, I will say that, that nuts? There's, some, there's some stuff that goes on in pop culture that makes me feel like a really old person. Yeah, where you I'm are like, fucking old. Where I'm just like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. And oh. like Kanye to me, like I just... That's so funny. Kanye's so off my radar. That's so like, funny. You so here's Kanye things yeah. I know. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Nothing about Taylor. Wait, really? He, I, he, he interrupted her. She was getting the word. Oh. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, everyone knows that. And the George Bush doesn't care about black people. Those are like the yeah. two most iconic uh, things. I remember, that. I remember him wearing, I know he was wearing the MAGA hat and really yeah. like pissing off all sorts of people yeah. because they're like, you know. But I honestly, like, I actually will say like, shouts out. You know what I mean? Like, you're so rich and that's like who Trump's interests are serving. So yeah. like, fair enough. Get that but, money, bro. Uh, his thing was more of like, we've tried hating him for three years and it just feeds him like like he says shit like he's like oh uh we should look into um using bleach and uav or whatever and then the whole left media is like oh he said to inject it like they lie about it because they hate him so much God, and it just gives him a whole nother news cycle like he's just a pr legend yeah and Kanye's like, let's just let's just try to be friends here and yeah left just fucking hated it. i know i actually think that about a lot of people in the media they like um need you to have an opinion yeah. about them. I feel like Kanye is one of those people for sure that's like very polarizing and yes. like which is a good thing. I like do you want to be polarizing or do you want everyone to be like, "Yeah, he's okay." Oh. Or you want 50% of people to be like, "I fucking love Nate." You know, and 50 people like he can eat shit. You know, it's funny. I've always wanted like the like uh, when I like daydream about fame. You know, the perfect type of fame to me is like, you know, Fish at all, the band. Yeah. 
that is it to mm. me. Like the people that are in your sphere, hella know about you and really fuck with you. Yeah. But kind of outside your sphere, mm-hmm. maybe people know you or fish whatever. Fish shit on. Fish, uh, everyone. Oh, for should. sure, okay, for I'm sure. Like, fish is like huge enough. Band, yeah. I don't think I will ever be as famous as anyone in fish. No, like yeah. I, that, that shit is cool. Who knows? You know, yeah, that's my favorite. Well, you're a drummer. Do, yeah. Does any, can name a famous drum? I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding, well, you can. There's so many. Ringo, yeah. I'm kidding, I'm and, kidding. And actually, Fish's drummer is great too. Yeah. But um, what's his name? No one knows. <laughs> What John Fishman, dude? <laughs> Come on, Did he change his last an, name to make the band? No, no, no. The band was like, I think, kind of a, a quick throw together name, like one uh, of those things. And let's they, lame ourselves after the. His, oh my god! After the after drummer's the drummer. last name. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I think that shit's great when you kind of like haphazardly create art that becomes like really, really iconic. You know, that's mm-hmm. like. That's that's the way to do it. I know, you know, but do you ever get the the feeling that it's ne- like iconic art isn't usually haphazardly put together? Like maybe it's even it almost takes more effort to make it look haphazard, but it really mm. took a lot of time to make it look like that. Yeah, that's what I'm more starting to think. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like with with music production and stuff too, there's like a whole aesthetic of trying to make it sound like you didn't record it well. After mm. recording it well, yeah. you're trying to like make it sound. You unquantize it. You unquantize it. You stop like a sixteenth of a note. Yeah, make it a little off. Yeah, it sounds fucked up. It sounds real now. (laughs) That's so funny. I actually just got an OP one, which I'm more excited about than anything in the world. Have you seen one of those? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna return it because it's not worth the money. But I'm like, really? I'm gonna use it. It's two months return, so I'm like. "Mm." That's sick. Yeah. That's the that's like the little. Um, yeah. How do you even say that? It looks like Se- a toy sequencer. Yeah, yeah, sequencer sampler, all that stuff. Sampling is fucking hard because I'm like, oh, I wanted to do that, you know, just like sample movies and stuff, and just kind of like play around with it. It's hard, man. Yeah, I got a I got a really fun sampler. I got a, a SP four hundred four, and that shit's yeah, nice. That shit's dope, dude. It makes sampling like really friendly and useful. So do you play drums like and record them really well, like a studio, and then just have your own recordings that you can sample for? Oh no, that'd be sick. I sample in a, a really way weird it. way. I should have said that. I do like. I think the way that I use that four hundred four is like pretty strange in the grand scheme of things. So, Not like, in drumming, or what do you do? I don't like make beats or have hardly any drum sounds on my four hundred four. I mostly really like. Uh, just like psych noise stuff. Okay. So like sounds like I'm, my hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this ambient grungy. <laughs> no, a lot of it's like I'll take like weird shit from like movies or from like uh, I don't honestly so many things. Like right now it's pretty prime. Like I've been kind of busy doing stuff, but like I've been really wanting to take a bunch of media clips of the coronavirus, just stuff going on, for instance, right, and just have people talking, and then you can just like. I don't know, throw a delay on one, keep them playing over each other, and you just make yeah. really cool kind of avant-garde psych oh noise garbage. The, the, the CIA is going to institute another version of MKUltra where they give people LSD and like lock them in a strobe light room, and they're going to take your music. It's just like 20 voices talking about fucking terrorist news, and you're like, yeah, oh, oh, you make this for enjoyment? This is perfect torture music for this person in an LSD strobe light room. I've heard that, I've heard that it actually in Guantanamo Bay, they do the meow mix, like meow, 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 meow. meow. Really? <laughs> they do that shit and play it to be feeling Guantanamo Bay and I felt like how how would you feel if you were like composer oh who God. made that and you're like my music Torture is literally being used 
used for torture. He used to break people. Like, fucking let me out of here. I'll tell you where he is. I'll tell you whatever you want. Just don't play yeah, the fucking like, like, meow song. This is the role play of your head's underwater, ice water. <laughs> Come on. Meow, 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 meow. We'll go, we'll go back under. <laughs> dying in there oh my god that's fucked that's fucked yeah no but the the 404 is a fun thing to use and it's fun like because i use it live with smear too yeah that's what i was asking about with like the drums i'm like you know like yeah some drummers have pads near them that they like they drum and then they also use the pads yeah and so roland makes it's it's really the same thing it's a sp404 and then they have the uh spdsx but the SPDSX has like pads you can hit with a stick to cue it. The 404 doesn't, so like it's a little tricky sometimes. Like you gotta hit it harder with your finger than a drumstick. Mm, yeah, like I have to hold the sticks, play drums, go for a break real quick, and then like press a button and then go yeah, back yeah, to yeah, drumming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus has hit 30 cities. That's just like Dude, 10 voices. Yeah, we have one that starts with an Amber Alert, which um, I got told we were, we were doing this thing on a oh TV Lord. channel in. Or like at Oregon State University, it's like the little local TV in um, Corvallis or whatever. But they had us on how to play a live set. Yeah. And I played that one, and they were like, "You definitely cannot play the one that has the fucking Amber oh Alert sound at the beginning." And I was like, "Wow, I'm glad I like played that before because that would have been really bad. Like, you yeah. can't broadcast that over the air. You know, no. like saying bomb in an airport or some shit. You're you know? so fucking funny. But dude. it's funny. It's funny. It's funny when you're in a bar, just like I don't know. I really Bang. like." Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like I like juxtaposition a lot, and I love juxtaposition within art. So I love to like have really sweet sounding music, and yeah. then something that's like so dissonant Dude. or kind of freaks you out. And heavenly, like, heavenly, just like first, third, fifth, like oh, yes. a sixteen-year-old girl is missing. Last scene, murder <laughs> rapist Charles, Br- you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like, uh, what goes through your head? <laughs> yeah, it's a scary place. I wouldn't like invite anybody that's like not, you know, uh, willing. Would you invite your mom to a show? My mom's been. I have a music festival at my mom's house. Really? My That's mom cool. has had the bands in the She's backyard. She's homie. Yeah, my mom cool. is the is the homie. Do you, you have should... to be kind of whack about seeing her during coronavirus? Because that's the whole thing is, is like you can't go see those people right now. No, but. I'm. St- I, so my mom's like converting this barn at her house, and so when I got back from traveling in Asia, I was going to come back here, hop in my van, go road trip, and road tripping is like out of the equation, frankly, right now. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm staying out at her place in this barn that she's renovating. It's, like, real sick. sick. So I'm kicking it there. I'm, like, hanging with her. I see my grandma sometimes, and I think I was tripping about it more when I first got here mm. to be around my grandma. My grandma's, like, 90, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, holy she's shit. Done, she's toast yeah. if she gets the 50, coronavirus. 50, flip, a coin. flip a coin. and, you know, like, she's <laughs> not in great health, you know? But holy shit, her ability to survive has, like, taught me things about what it means to be a human being, you nice. know? Like... She just keeps on fucking keeping on. It's amazing. Cool. Just because yeah. you mentioned getting back from the trip, I got asked. So, how much money would I have to save I'm up sorry, to yeah. take a two month trip there? Like six hundred, twelve hundred. So, I think you can get a round trip ticket. I mean, fucking oh, airlines. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, so cheap right now. No, it's so cheap. You can get it for like not right now. Regular life. Regular life. I think I paid five hundred bucks for no. five fifty out of PDX. Though, out or? of out of LA. Oh. And oh, then oh, it so was you like had to drive down to LA. It was like a hundred for a flight from Eugene to LA. Oh, okay, so. Cool. Um, I think if, dude, I think, I don't know, I think if you have like two grand or three grand or something, like you can go for a couple months. But then the thing is too, it's like, if you're able to coordinate your life so that you like don't have to pay rent or something, you sublet a room or whatever and like don't have to pay a cell phone bill, car insurance and all that, you realize how much you pay 
just to live normal life anyway. You're also not making money those two months, you know. I know. That's like why the- I'm becoming, like, the the king of side hustling right now during the quarantine. Like, I had- What are your side hustles? Aside from making ambient torture music. <laughs> it's uh, slang jams and rocks. Yeah. That's like a thing that I've done for a while. Uh, and it's picked up, dude. I've been slanging rock. Dude, I, I think like people it. during this time are like spending a lot of time on the internet and got like them sti- stimulus checks. And they're like, I'll buy some rocks. But I just, dude, I just sold a bunch of paintings. I just became Wait, what a do you mean rocks? Like, like amethyst rocks or like rock music rocks? No, 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 no. Yeah, ge- uh, like oh, gemstone, okay. minerals, yeah. crystals. And you like bless it and stuff? I bless it. I bless the shit out of it. Yeah. I bless the ever. The people who bought it thinking it came from like a Hindu monastery, like what your site says, they realize you're like fucking third buying eye it from. the shit out of it. No, like, I, I don't know. I do Reiki. I used to do Reiki more. Mm. I haven't been doing Reiki a lot lately. But Are you like, like breathing, you like pick your blood flow, like warm up your hands and stuff? Oh man, Reiki's hard to explain, but that's more like Qigong, which would be the mm. predecessor to Reiki. Yeah. Like a uh, super short version is the fella that kind of came up with Reiki was a Qigong master. So in Qigong, I would like breathe in a bunch and do breathing technique, bring in a bunch of chi, like energy into my body. Then if you are the person I'm healing, I transmute it to you through Qigong practice. And then like, if you just think about it, it's like hit points, right? Like I breathe in a bunch of hit points, then I give you a bunch of hit points. The thing with Reiki is like, that dude was epic, is David Usui. Um, And he's like, you know, Everybody's like, bro, heal me. You're so fucking sick at healing, bro. Come heal me. And then he's like, dang, I'm really tired from doing all this Qigong all the time because I got to like, my energy levels are changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So then he, he comes up with- his own Reiki master to well, get then, him. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then you get this never ending spiral yeah. of masters, you know? Or like chiropractors who need each other, therapists. It's just a, a, a Exactly. It's a, so a, a circle. Yeah. No, but he um, did what any good spiritual person does. I mean, just does. fucking breathe. No, he-, he, he <laughs> He, that's kind of like where it goes towards. He goes out and you know the forty day, forty night situation. But any good spiritual, yeah, you, know, you just if you want to be a spiritual person, like you know, like Jesus, Buddha, or like Gandhi, or any of that, you just go to a mountain, hang out, you fast for forty days, forty nights, wow. you do some meditation, and you come down from the mountain woke as fuck. That's like <laughs> that's that is the that is the way to success. <laughs> is that what we've learned as a human species? You come down modern woke. My new gender pronouns are. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be so lame. You go <laughs> meditate for 40 days. You come down with different pronouns. I'm I'd a be new like, kind of woke. I'm new age woke. <laughs> yeah, I'm new age woke. Check out my sacred geometry face yeah. tattoo. Oh, that would be God. sad. That would be yeah. like a waste of but 40 days. But what is woke? I've been so confused with all that, man. Like, It's all so... It's like self-declaring yourself to be spiritual. It's almost an oxymoron to say that you're woke because you're attaching like this sense of ego, right? Like like this sense of static self as being this thing that's generally superior to something else. Like it not only is it egoic, but it like has a a superiority complex attached, which is great and convenient too. It's just so weird. Yeah. But have you ever had a moment? Okay. Because I was at 2 a.m. after I had my first DMT breakthrough and I think I texted like everyone in my contact list. I'm like, are you awake? Because I was like, I feel awake for the first time in my life. I'm like, was everyone already here? Uh And so I was like, it wasn't even like a superiority. I'm like, is everyone, like, am I the last one to get here kind of thing? More so than being like, oh, are you woke? Like, I'm just like, is everyone here? You're right. And I I think I I think I was just excited. I think think that that connotation of it having the superiority complex is why like you hesitate to use like a good word or whatever right like because there is you know what I mean like between you and I like if you think about your friend group you know like some people are more like 
on the beam or woke than another, you know, like, or just people that are like seeing the world in like this, like, but what would be attributes? What would be attributes of someone who's on the beam? Yeah, I know, right? Like, what does it mean to be an awakened one? Yeah, <laughs> I, no, it's an I don't know, thing. but yeah, like, I feel like, uh, so one of the podcasts I do relis- listen to, like, super religiously is like, uh, Philosophize This. Oh, cool. And so one of the ones that was just coming up was talking about like a pluralistic view. And that's going to be really hard for me to like simplify, simplify into a short do it. thing. Just do it anyways. <laughs> um, it would have to do with, so like, it's a critique of like enlightenment, capital R, ration. So basically we're trying to move away from faith-based um, truth. So like what constitutes truth is like uh, I, pre-enlightenment would be basically if it uh, – linked up and was parallel with like what the church was saying that the Bible said, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in other words, the enlightenment, wrong. yeah, right. <laughs> but then, then the enlightenment with like Kant is like the removal of your self-incurred tutelage, which right, like he's trying to get past all this religious dogma. And then they say that ration is going to be the way that we're going to figure shit out about the universe now, right? Like huge emphasis on like liberal society and, uh, scientific method as the way that we're going to talking in- so far over my head. Simplify uh, it easier. Treat me like I'm like 10. Oh God. Oh wait. So it's like, in, so yeah. And I don't need the history lecture. I'm I kidding, know. I'm I kidding. know. It's so hard, like, but it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause it's all like so interconnected with things that it's like, you kind of have to follow a train of thought. The pluralistic thing basically has to do with the fact that there's many different versions of ration. I don't know why. What actually, is ration? You keep saying that word. Like, like, so, Rational debate, right, would be like we're going to come together, we're going to kind of hash this out, and we're going to think, like, what's the rational option, and then that's what we're going to do, right? Like, um, that was a really horrible definition. So people are doing, like, spiritual debates or something like that? No, this is just mostly, like... So someone who's on the beam just argues, like, berates you about their spiritual shit all the time? No, 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 no. So this is the the thing I think about... like a pluralistic vision. Yeah, this is a bad description of what it means to be woke. Horrible. Like a horrible, like a horrible, like a bad tangent. But I think like um, the pluralistic view basically has to do with like thinking that there's like a lot of different ways to be a reasonable uh, being on the face oh. of the planet that like deserves to be credited, yeah. right? Like, so it's not like, well, you look like me or you believe the same things or you have the same interest and thus you matter. It's just yeah. kind of this thing that like, and, and also not being naive that, like, every single person's equal and I'm just buddies with yeah, every single person worst. ever. Those like, are almost yeah, it's worse. Like, well, it's, it's so naive, you know what I mean? Like, there's always the friend-enemy distinction, which is, like, there's always people that are going to be your people and not. And to kind of act like that's not the reality of life, I think, is actually a... It sounds nicer mm-hmm. on paper, but it's actually a huge disservice because you're unable to tell what you're values of your group and your society are, right? Like there's, there's like anybody that goes and shoots up a mall, right? Like that would be like not on the friend side. Like maybe as a being, this person would have the potential to be on this side, right? Like I'm not like discrediting somebody for one act that they're doing in life, even if it's something crazy. Something that that bad, I discredit them. Yeah. But it's like, there's always, I guess, like still the ability to like be a homie or something. Yeah. That that is true. (laughs) There's a certain limit. Like, I mean, if you, if you, you know, just like brutally murder, rape tons of people, you're done. You're yeah, done for. yeah. Try again that's next true. time around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like, not like, oh, you don't need to get be punished. Let's just like make sure you're cool and happy and comfortable. Why are you doing that? Like, give them free therapy and housing. No, 
not fucking off them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That, that, yeah. God, it's hard. It's like when you think about running society on like a small scale of like 100 to like 1,000 people, yeah. things become so much more obvious yeah. than like how you run it with like millions and millions of people because mm-hmm. I don't know, the huge society you almost like want to like make excuses. I don't want to say excuses, but you like really want everyone to like do great. Whereas like a hundred to a thousand people, it's like, yo, you threaten these, this group of people that's mine. You know what I mean? Like these, you, your allegiances are, are more Mm -hmm. directly obvious. Yeah. And and even further than that, it's like that whole uh, trolley analogy where there's like five people and you can move it to kill the one person. But if the one person was like Elon Musk and the five people were like five homeless people, not to discredit like homeless people. I'm so sorry for even using that analogy, but people who are just complete nobodies, like 90 year olds who are going to die anyways. And you're like, oh, if everyone's equal, then saving five lives would be better than saving one. But it's like, no, all lives are not no, the same. No, I think that this is so great. This is uh, this is Kant too. This is the categorical imperative. It's the mm. trolley cart thing, and it's so, it's such a trip because like, <clears throat> the philosophical grounding for how you justify one or the other is really is really hard because you're right, right? Like, uh. You know, not without having to like really philosophically justify it, but like just kind of appealing to like the general consensus. There are people where the one is more important than the five, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't know them, they're all complete strangers. Like, that's going to be a hard guess or whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, but, then you just go for the one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's. I think it's funny too. My, I've like really thought long and hard about the category. Really? Yeah, because it's so interesting. Because it's such a mind fuck, and like I like that shit. Like, like I'm saying, like my brain's a scary place. Like yeah. I like dissonance. Like I like not knowing. Like this. Like so. This you internal- feel better than ever with coronavirus. You're like sick. I don't even care <laughs> yeah, when I'm I get so out. I'm so confused about what to do. All oh this ambiguity God. and intensity. This is great. No, uh, that's so funny. Sorry, I actually do. Is that like a coping mechanism for it? You're like other people just like (laughs) curl up into a ball. You're like, I'll embrace it. Like I fetishize it even. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I've taken like psychedelics on an airplane before, and it's like that. Like I like them. I I call that psychedelic masochism. But like, just almost more like sadism. Wait, sadism was the one where you liken like. Like hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. Or masochism, same, same. Masochism is when you like hurting people. I think I thought masochism was to yourself, but like if there was a, a like a, a BDSM, I don't like saying if, if if we're a BDSM couple, okay. the one who beats up the other is a masochist, and the one who gets beat up is the sadist. Oh, word! Then I would say sadist. Yeah, like that, psychedelic sadism. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I could be cool. wrong with that, but that's like my understanding. Yeah, of it. yeah, coming from the BDSM like, world. Shout <laughs> out! Thanks for the education. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, like people. Some people like hurting other people, and some people like it. You know, just yeah. Like, no, I just mean I like to put myself in really uncomfortable circumstances because yeah. I feel like sometimes you. Not in like obviously the airplane thing. It's not like you're growing that much or no. learning that much. That's like super important. But I do like. It's like the greatest feeling, like because when you feel so uncomfortable, then when you just like I don't know are basically comfortable, you're gonna park by yourself instead of an airplane. You're like, I feel so fucking good. You know what I mean? It's like when you're sick and then you have the first not Mm -hmm. sick day. How you're like, God, I feel great. I'm just walking around my house. You know? Um, You get off the airplane and I'm like, Nate, did you learn anything? (laughs) Did you get any great epiphanies? I'm like, Yeah, don't take. You're you're just don't (laughs) don't take fucking psychedelics on a plane. It sucks. (laughs) Make sure you get a window seat. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that'd actually be kind of fun. I don't know. 
Oh, I uh, sat in between two strangers one that time. That would be worse, man. I was what? reading reading One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I was like, this seems so appropriate right now. No, you know? it doesn't. Like, it seems like a hell for most people. <laughs> my hands are all sweating and shit, so you know? Funny. Like, God. Do you say something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they nudge so, you? Does that, are they trying to say something to me? Oh, yeah. No, that's... I, I One time, I thought I was, like, sitting next to a, chi- a child the whole time. I thought this person was, like, five years old, and we are getting off the plane, and I'm like, wow, this person's, like, my age. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, kiddo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did this person think... Like, just think out. Because sometimes you're like, when you're around kids, you're like, I don't have to, like, not act high. They don't fucking know. They're yeah, six, they're you know? They're psychedelic. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, exactly. God, kids are always tripping. Yeah. But, yeah, then you're around people your age, and it's like, oh, they, they might know something's off. Yeah. What's the best and worst drug experience you've had? Best what? Best and worst drug experience you've had. Like, have you tried, like... Oh, golly. Yeah. Like, like what, substances or yeah, what substances experiences? Yeah, substances in, like, set and setting, like... One of like the peak experience and then one of the worst experience. Just for people who have never, you know. Yeah, like, totally. I don't like just do every drug under the sun. So like I mostly stay away from the d- soft stuff like caffeine. Yeah, no, my god, I'm a I'm a raging caffeine addict. Really? I, actually, my best experiences with drugs are with caffeine every morning. Brutal. No, I love caffeine. That's nuts, man. Um, I can see it. I mean, these are two caffeine pills that I actually have because I just did an all-nighter. I'm going to be sleepy. I have shows oh. till 7 right now. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm going to go home and just, boom, pass out. Fenibit up, L-theanine up, melatonin up, boom, yeah. pass out for 14 hours. <laughs> what? Why would you pull an all-nighter? Um, so I just got a full-time job. Sick. Like, what are you doing? Yesterday. Huh? What are you doing? A brewer at Hop Valley. You're a brewer at Hop Valley? I, I'm going to work at Hop Valley in the brewing section. That's really sick. So it's like Congrats. I'm obviously not like fucking pouring hops and, and barley as a first day person. But like that's the But are you learning general. how to yeah, get yeah. toward that? So I'm excited. That's very but, cool. Congrats. So that happened. And I looked and I'm like, I realized my desktop is filled with garbage from like two years. My Google Drive's completely oh. full. My room's a mess. I haven't done laundry. Everything's just behind. And I'm like... I'm just going to stay up all night and just get it all done. And I got most of the shit done. So I'm like, I feel really just almost lighter. Like, you know how there's like mental clutter and then physical clutter? Oh, yeah. Physical clutter adds to mental clutter for me. hundred percent. So I'm like, I just want to get rid of the physical clutter and computer clutter. Like, that's a thing. If you have like three open like files that you're like, oh, I want to finish this screenplay. I'm like, I'll at least want it somewhere safe in case this computer dies or I move or blah, 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 blah. So I just kind of get that. No, that's, I hella feel you. As soon as I came back from Asia, I did both, like cleaning out the digital and physical world. Now we have two. Worlds to, That's, to clean. That's crazy. How weird is that? Weird, Dude, how weird is that? I feel like we're the first. We're like the ambassadors. Our generation is yeah. like the first ones to like grow up with like ubiquitous like technology usage yeah. all the time, which is it's just nutty. so so nuts. Yeah, Dude, so nuts. And, and also, I really like all nighters. I love not sleeping for. Yeah, some there's something about it that just feels good. Deep wow, down, you know? that's cool. You do you not like them? Who doesn't like an all-nighter? I think that, yeah, so I think peaceful. like going to like the best and worst drug experiences, some of the best are like when you like trip acid all night or something and then you get to the morning and you see this like glorious sunrise and like bombed with the people that you're with. Like, um, I think, yeah, I think doing an all-nighter with friends is like a really actually important, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. It's like an important kind of bonding experience, you yeah. know, where it's like you, you don't even necessarily really have to do anything, but like once you stay up and you see the sunrise together, you're kind of like soul-bonded for life, you know? Yeah. Um, soul-bonded. Soul-bonded. I don't want to be soul-bonded to some people. It's funny. I like yeah, psychedelics yeah. and MDMA stuff more alone or maybe just with like like my my like, like my girlfriend rather mm-hmm. than with friends because – have you ever just been around some people on like on any drug and you're like, I don't want to be around this person, but I don't want to be the asshole who ruins their trip by like getting weird and leaving? Yeah. So I'm just like, after a certain while, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like oh I just don't want to be God. that strongly influenced by other people. No. Because you are you're like a Play-Doh or a sponge when you're on psychedelics. So I'm like, some people are 
uh, they just got like really muddy water. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, keep that, keep that to yourself, man. I know, yeah. Keep and in like, your own bucket. And then also sometimes it seems like people, it's hard to know what they want from you or whatever. And people are just kicking it and like, yeah, and like look at you, like oh, want you to do you something. You overthink and it's everything. It's like, bro, I'm tripping. I'm having my own experience yeah. over here. Like, oh, yeah, it, no, it, I'm. Two, two people tripping clash and you're on two different wavelengths of like, let's go do this. And they're like, no, let's go do this. And you're like, oh, can be so weird. Yeah, yeah. I've like, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I really like. Feel like I've gotten better at over the years of different psychedelic experiences is like knowing who you can trip with and mm-hmm. who you can't. Cause and just being chill, just riding out. The biggest thing oh, is just insert a little time into any situation. Just be like, all right, let's just take two minutes and talk about this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's really fucking hard when you're tripping. No, yeah, I mean, actually, on this trip, I had a crazy experience in Vietnam. You know, that really? was wild. Yeah, and like, I don't know. That's that's one of those things that makes like best and worst really kind of like hard to hard to cast the judgment in such a general way too because some of the ones that are really uncomfortable when you're going through it you almost like get a lot out of in the grand scheme like once you you know come back down or you reintegrate all these experiences yeah. into your life so you've you had know, like, like a quote unquote bad trip I don't think so I like have had really 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 uncomfortable experiences sometimes yeah. I've had a couple really uncomfortable what like, were they? Uh, you heard of Twenty Five I? Uh, yeah. 20, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, or like it's a re- uh, Enbone Twenty Five I Enbone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always just heard of Enbone. I'm like, but I'm pretty sure that's the same thing. Yeah, that's really fucking like neuro, like like heart, cardio toxic. It's bad, man. I should fuck like it's up. bunk LSD. Like if you take as much LSD, like two tabs of Enbone, you can die from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll fuck you Brutal. up if you do it on purpose. Which some people do. So I have like yeah, a nerd yeah. friend. Like okay. the that's who you should always get your research chemical shit from. Is like your your like nerd friends that are like you know under the deep web and like I don't know if you know nootropics, but this dude's all about it. And so but if like, someone takes Enbone, they're not a nerd dude. They're just dumb. There's so much better. I would oh, take two CB yeah. from someone who's like a drug nerd, which I've never tried. But I'm like things like that. Interesting. Yeah, twenty five I is cool though. It's like it, really? not, it's not cool. It's actually it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I've done it three times. I did oh, it three wow. times. The first time was all right. I was at fair and it was like. Felt like I was tripping. I was already kind of drunk when I did it. It was like Sunday at a festival, so I'd already been kind of tripping or whatever. But um, that was chill. I was just felt really trippy and kind of happy. And then I did it by myself at a festival like two weekends later. Mm. And I got so – oh, my God, dude. So spun. I was like – I couldn't tell if I was – my eyes were open or closed or if I was, like, asleep or awake, like, if I was, like, laying down or standing up type stuff. Like, I I went to my tent because, like – you always got to hold it down, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You can't lose yourself at a festival in the middle of a crowd. So, yeah. like, I just went to a safe spot and kicked it, but it was super overwhelming for, like, hours, like eight hours or something. Oh, my God. Just like, like, open eyes and closed eye visual shit where it's just, like, yeah, it was just not that fun. But it wasn't, like, I don't know. I feel like the connotation with what I think of bad trip is always like so cartoony, right? Like where you're like on this roller coaster of experience that you have no control or influence over and it's going like you're like almost vicariously living this horrible experience. It's not like like any of my uncomfortable experiences have just been like, God, I'm way too fucking high. Mm. This is really uncomfortable, but I'm still like that my conscious mind is still there, like still going like, oh man, I'm fucked up and this is like, I'm this sucks. But you're still <laughs> this in sucks, but I'm just going to make it yeah. through it. And you're you in know? control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever tried ketamine? No, I see. That's like one of the ones that, uh, cause like I, yeah, like I have hella respect for like substances and all of that. And some of them, like I see in my sphere, like no judgment. I have hella friends to do ketamine or whatever, but it's just, 
it's one of the ones that kind of freaks me out. It's got a lot of health consequences. It's pretty gnarly, and it doesn't seem like one of those things I'm gonna gain a whole lot by doing it or whatever. And I'm yeah. 27 now. I'm getting toward. I'm getting too old. Yeah, you're old as fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite non psychedelic substance, um, or like even record? Like, like uh, could be anything. Like, I take kratom. I love kratom. Mm. I've taken phenobit a lot. Adderall every once in a while. Like, just there's other fun drugs. L-theanine is almost a drug. It's just a, an amino acid, but it just calms you the fuck out. I don't even know that one. Oh, it's just an amino acid. You can just buy it and just take as much as you want. No downside. It's like what's the extract of green tea? So you can take it with caffeine and it removes all the bad sides of like a coffee whoa um, or you can take it right before bed and you just zonk out whoa that's and really super cool cheap. what's it called l-theanine l-theanine i'll just write it down for you yeah that's sick no i don't know i i'm i love caffeine i like really really love coffee so that might be right up my alley actually yeah um uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm like pretty predictable. I'm like, I'm ready to be an old man still set in my ways. Like, I just love like a good cup of coffee and some reefer. I've been trying to like stop drinking recently too. I'm like, I'm getting pitted on just, you know, good old like food, some sugar. I like sugar. Oh I my God. Sugar is the most addicting thing. It is, bro. People I ate don't... a half pound of sugar the other day. Oh, I like worth of sugar. I've said it on a couple of shows and I feel so guilty about it. <laughs> I had a whole package. It was $1 package of Sour Patch Kids, which is 100 grams. And then I had a thing of Swiss rolls. And then like, it, I just added it up. I'm like, I had over 225 grams of sugar. Wow. So I had over a half pound of sugar. Yeah. I'm like, I am fucked. No, that's crazy. It is kind of crazy when you break stuff down and think about it like that too. Like um, some people will say that about the soda thing about like pouring as much sugar as in that in a yeah. soda on a table and it's like crazy i think soda is one of the strangest things that people consume and i feel like i'm like relaxing judgment on the craziness that people consume you know and so like not not like a horrible judgment but it is like one of those things that you think like it's a drink that makes you thirstier than you were before you drank it and it's just and more inflamed yeah, and it's just carbonated sugar water. There's literally no benefit other than like it tastes good, and it's crazy to me that so many people are down for something well, that is like, oh, it tastes. If good. anything, if a soda is warm, it's too sugary, or if it wasn't like bitter from the carbonation, it'd be too sugary. They make it cold and like kind of like carbonated bitter, so that they can add more sugar to make it more addicting. Ugh, yeah, it's nuts. Is that, isn't that and that like the wildest part about like. Uh, I don't know, just advanced capitalism in general, when it integrates into any system, it's like a fairly decent system to get things done. But then when the focus is on profit rather than producing things that society needs, you start making a bunch of shit that, like soda. And the rationale is like... <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny. It's just funny that it's like a, just a bunch of garbage water that's hella addictive yeah, you know no, I mean, look yeah. at a cereal aisle it's all the same exact like actual food repackaged recolored yep. and resugared and it's just like there should be a sugar tax like those that thing of wow. Sour Patch kids for a dollar wow i should not be able to have and eat i ate it on the car ride without even thinking about it. like oh it's just a little thing of not sour yeah sour Patch yeah, kids. yeah 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 ate it without even thinking about it. if i was like a 14 year old and i know how bad sugar because i just won't do it again I'm totally like, like like it should cost five dollars like it should just be harder to get that shit, you know, mm-hmm. like a soda should just be more expensive because it's cheaper than water. And advertising it to children is like, I, I think advertising to children is one of the things that like I, maybe this is uh, being hopeful, but it's one of the things that I really hope we look back on as like old people. 
and we go, wow, that was really crazy that that was happening. Kind mm-hmm. of like, right, like how cigarettes used to be like one of those things that are like, they're great for everybody. Hell, you yeah. want to slim down? Smoke cigarettes. And it's like seems crazy. Or they were smoking on airplanes. Like mm-hmm. that shit seems so wild Nutty. and so far. Yeah. I hope that we look back, and like private prisons. There's a couple things that yeah. I really hope that we just like kind of go like, wow, that's crazy. Because if you think about like even advertising to children, right? Like uh, Advertising anything to kids. Advertising <laughs> anything to people in general is questionable. If you look at like oh, how like much research, uh, if you look at how much research is done to like m- manipulate parts of the human brain for a very specific benefit, which is always going to be to generate a profit, mm-hmm. it it's kind of unfair. Like even if you're hella aware and you're like, on your ads and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. It's just there's such like trillions of dollars of research invested in so many professionals that have like (laughs) mega degrees in schooling, figuring things out. And then that's bad enough. Turn to a kid. A kid has no defense. So it's like Ronald McDonald. Kid's like, hell, yeah, I want to eat really horrible food for me and the planet. Of course, why not? On the other side of the spectrum, I've had ads on Spotify for my show like, hey, you fuckers, come listen to talk. I couldn't cuss. So it's just funny, but... Um, what's even funnier than that is if you were like a quote unquote spiritual with your fucking incense stick up your ass, um, person, you kind of take things in life as a sign. So if Mm -hmm. you see an ad, it's almost easy to take it as a sign, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think those would be the easiest people to take advantage of is like kind of hippie people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, here's the thing. I like ads when they're targeted toward me. Like I don't need an ad for a brand new car or McDonald's. I'm not going to, I don't care. Give me ads for audio equipment or a drum sequencing machine. And ever since I got the OP one, I am. And I actually look at them. I'm like, Oh, they are cheaper and better options so it's cool like the the good side of advertisements cool it's like hey here's taking the research out of it but i don't know man i don't know like i don't think ads are purely evil i think ads toward kids and sugar especially because they've shown that sugar is worse for you than actual like alcohol in terms of fatty liver disease wow so it's like literally like alcohol for kids that doesn't get you drunk but it does affect you really strongly it does no it does the the buzz from sugar that's what it's all about baby get it to me but the crash can be brutal brutal, have you ever felt like lightheaded from caffeine and a sugar crash at the same time like the caffeine hits yeah no i feel that like you like sit down have like a scone yeah. and some coffee and you like stand up to go pee or yeah. something you're you like, feel light oh, like god, if i, if I, I, I like wrestle see. you you wouldn't even be able to fight back <laughs> yeah. it's just like, well, i'm like oh my god that'd be crazy we're at breakfast we're drinking <laughs> coffee <laughs> Dude, i'm gonna wrestle you whoa i didn't have caffeine Dude, sugar, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, i just did. i didn't respond because i was so taken off guard <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hilarious but i'm like yeah i don't know my whole my whole mo with substances is They've all got a cool place, man. Um, I do yeah. like things like I'm actually going to get off uh, Kratom before I start this job, and I'm going to get off Fenibit too. Um, but I don't drink caffeine. Caffeine's a drug that immediately addicts me, mm-hmm. and I wake up feeling groggy when I'm mm. addicted to caffeine. No other drug really does that to me. I hate waking up and having the very first like 30 minutes of my day just be garbage mm-hmm. till I get caffeine. And miss. I'm like, fuck you, caffeine. I'll drink it later in the day. But I know I kind of feel that too. It actually is a funny thing. Like I was telling my girlfriend that yesterday is I thought, uh, I feel like you could switch my coffee out with decaf and it's not even about the buzz. It's just the mm. routine of coffee. Is so great. Right. Like if someone's like, Hey, you got to wake up and get out of this bed, but I've got a warm beverage for you and they're a really easy activity. Just mm-hmm. sit and drink it. You know, it's like, oh, I can wake up. From you know, that. would put that out of business if someone had like a almost like a blowjob machine that's like in your wall. <laughs> so you know you could wake up to that. It's it's a machine. <laughs> You'd it wake up, get a blowjob, yeah, go like right back of, to bed. Instead of like a Keurig machine or something, it's literally you don't go back to bed. That's your morning routine. It's like because you feel different after you come. Like 
it's as different as taking a drug. So that would be your morning caffeine. It's, it's like a morning cum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just like boom, wake up, blowjob machine. Big blowjob is going to put big Keurig out of business. That's my, and that's that'll be good. Keurig wastes so much with their plastic oh, cups. Oh, Keurigs are so stupid. It makes They're shitty so, coffee. I feel too. so bad. You got to drink like Starbucks and a tiny little single use plastic thing. That's another thing. I hope in the future we look back at single. Oh no way! This single this dirty use. hippie guy in front of me doesn't like plastic. No, <laughs> dude. I hope we look back. And we go, that was the best shit we ever did. Let's get some fucking more plastic going, <laughs> oh <my> dude. <laughs> Actually, for real, plastic is hella useful. Yeah. But but, but well, is very overused. What's a controversial view that you have that you don't think I could guess from looking at you and talking to you for an hour? Oh man. Because like I could have guessed that you're against private. Like I hate like, I hate being called a hippie. That's like really? a thing. Yeah, I'm so like sorry. No, 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 not really. Here. Not really. Actually, oh, okay. I I I, I <laughs> you identify as a redneck? No, 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 not even. I have like this absurdly nuanced opinion about hippie culture mm. that, like, uh, sorry, that was kind of like a that's kind of jerk off. Of, yeah, of we get it. You're, you're cool, you know, man. No. I know so much. No, no, um, <laughs> it's insanely nuanced. It's, it's so nuanced. Like, I couldn't even be. possibly explain it right now. No, it's just because like I love so much hippie shit. Right? Hippies, hippies Crystals. to me, hippies to me, it actually were a thing like Nazis. Right? If you call somebody a Nazi in 2020, you're fucking wrong because that was an actual party that existed in a time frame. Right? Mm-hmm. In the same vein, if you call somebody a hippie now, it's the same thing. They are at, we're already here. A lot of them are fucking old now. You know what I mean? All of them are old now, to be honest. Like, uh, and a lot are dead. Uh, that being said, like, there's so many offshoots. I mean, just to keep the analogy going, right? Of like how Nazi m- culture and movement has like spawned many different splinters of like fascism, neo-Nazism, all of that. Yeah. It's a really odd comparison. But hippie culture is the same way, right? Where you get, like, all the, like... What's your off-spawn? <laughs> like, metal hippies, You're dude. A metal hippie? Yeah, I like, I like... I'm wearing all black, you know. That's podcast, funny. I'm the opposite. You know? I'm all... Ta- <laughs> I, I wear all beige. I'm a, I'm a Earth Tones bland pastel... Uh, vaporwave hippie. Yeah, that, see, but there's so many types of hippies. That's the thing to me now. It's like I've thought about writing like an extensive Wikipedia page or maybe even a book that describes the different variations of hippies Do in it. 2020. How fun would that be? Don't there's even so con- con- contrive it to 2020. Contrive isn't even a word. Uh, don't <laughs> c- constrain it to 2020. Yeah. Just do hippie culture in the tw- 2000s or something. Totally. It's just interesting Like if you look at how many different veins there are. And I guess why I just don't like to be lumped in that group is that like you know Wookiees, for instance. Instance, yeah, right? ketamine like, and rave people. Yeah, and like EDM, and yeah. like just living in a van and going to a friend's house, crashing for eight weeks, eating all their food, getting yeah. kicked out, going to the next place, eating all their nachos, whatever. Um, I don't. Really, those people are the like the scum to me. They've like taken everything that's beautiful about hippie culture and then been like, how can I exploit this and be really like a, just a lame, boring, selfish human being? You yeah. know, that sucks to so be that's identified. Why you don't like well, you and see ketamine and wook culture like are they're hand in hand. They are, yeah. Ketamine is like the uh, the wook coffee. You yeah, know, wake is. up, put a little in your bum, and <laughs> then you just keep on going. That's so funny. But no, like even EDM kids, right? Like rave kids and their little plur bracelets and all that bullshit. That is oh like my God, that's deeply hilarious. deeply influenced by hippie culture and is an offshoot too that's so different than somebody that's like really into yoga and like gardening and shit. Another variation and offshoot. But all these people have like a common 
ancestor, which is the hippie culture, and they've had so many different offspring. And, like, I love a lot of that shit. But I think that when you get, like, a little over-stereotypical, like, the stereotypical hippie is, like, actually a really annoying person, especially in Eugene. God, they were just... There are too many of them. Yeah, like the kind of person who would just spout off at you for 10 minutes about the nuances of different hippies. And no, I'm kidding. I'm yes, kidding. God, don't. these people are the worst, <laughs> man. They don't even know what they're doing. No. They're just tangent after tangent. No, no, I, One I, simple question leads to an hour <laughs> podcast about just nonsense. No, I'm just joking. I never, I've never considered it. I'm like, there are definitely different kinds of like Wooks and uh, Reed people almost aren't hippies. Those are like preppy kids who but are like, I'm going to dress up. But the, 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 like the, the culture mm. at large has... Uh, been influenced. I Does would say. Does there have to be them. drugs at the core of hippie culture? Because both Does of those have are to be. I would say. Related. I would say. Yeah, they're synonymous. Yeah. Like, 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 so right. Yoga like that's culture. that's a huge um, similarity between those two cultures too, right? Is that like Woodstock is going to be one of these quintessential hippie moments that's got like a big gathering of folks taking drugs and listening to music together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, EDC. EDM. Yeah, well, what's the one in Vegas? Oh. EDC, I think I that's what's called. I don't know. I, I don't no know. That was just an old man moment. That was embarrassing. Uh, no, Electric Daisy, Daisy Carnival. I, that was it. I'm oh. right. I'm is hip, that like bro. A, is that like a big I'm one? Hip, that's bro. like bigger in Coachella or Yeah, Burning it's man like a huge, big rave oh, dealio that people are all dealio. about. But, but like, it's the same thing. Bunch I never understood taking, those because you couldn't take MDMA for like three days or you shouldn't take MDMA for three days in people, a row. Why? Oh, people, people do. I know, people like why to party. You? Like, I just, I, like, they should just have a big one-day EDM fest. I know. I've been to, I've been to, what? the festival a couple times which was like all edm and shit How and i will say Did at the roll? end of uh, no i don't do it, molly you i had do, i had a lot of like weird. i don't do it that's a different part of hippie culture that i'm no not. i just don't i actually honestly just like had a uh bad peripheral yep. experiences with friends so i had like friends that were doing far too much and were like kind of mm-hmm. losing their biscuits a little bit i had a friend that had like a s- psychotic break full scale and like had to do stuff which was like I don't think that that happens to me the Wait, first time I take Molly. Huh? What's do stuff? Oh, he had to like go through like rehabilitation, mm, basically brutal. find his noodle once again. He's doing fine now. Nice. I've had another friend that's also had another psychotic break that's like had to do with probably drugs as a predecessor type thing. So like it's just a it's a really scary thing. I don't know if you've been around people that are like on a full psychotic break or whatever, but it's I've had two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre it freaks me out it's like yeah. one of those things that to my core kind of sinks my stomach mm-hmm. and so when i see people that i like really love going down that way it's like i don't know and like for me mdma was like the first like quote-unquote hard drug that was in my friend group mm, right yeah. and it was it got so normalized that it would be like passing a bong around for oh, bowls wow, and then bad. like key bumps yeah. for everybody oh, too and so it was like at, I didn't even do it at first because I was just, like, not that interested in it. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. And then it was like, wow, this is incredibly normalized. This can't do any harm. And then it's like yeah. I saw just a bunch of crazy shit. And yeah. was like, whoa. No, it came bad. <laughs> uh, it's gnarly. That's nutty. You know? But t- three days – yeah, so that's funny. Three days of electronic music. If you're not on Molly, holy shit, you will leave that weekend and, like – have a stuck Immediately, in your head. no, just go listen to bluegrass or like go That's listen to so opera, acapella, or something. Mm-hmm. Go listen to metal. That's almost like pop music. Like good, ed- like you like EDM music though. No, not really. But you went to a festival. <laughs> I used I used to a lot more, Uh-oh. and like 
you know, it's pretty nuanced depending on oh electronic. No, I'm just joking. But, yeah. but I do like really kind of weird electronic music. Oh, you're one of those like bass wub space No, not, not even, not even. Like, doesn't even make sense. It's so out of like, tempo <laughs> that, and key. That is like the whole what the festival crowd is like oh, the, is. the heady EDM pretty shit. Pretty much it's too Yeah, it's too much for me because it's just it, like at a point. You gotta like take yourself seriously, and you gotta be like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" <laughs> like, unless you're like just grilling and getting in there, yeah. you're kind of like, "This is like we- like just a bunch of That's weird so fucking sounds." Yeah. You know? Do you like, like Tipper? Like Tipper's kind of like a good middle ground between really weird and like pretty like listenable. Yeah, I haven't listened to Tipper ton, but like I have heard some stuff that I'm like, oh, "That's fucking cool." Yeah, it's, it's cool pretty, enough. Yeah, yeah, you can do really cool things with electronic music. You mm-hmm. know, so I like the 404s. You can do all sorts of soundscapey, weird design stuff, yeah. but. Um, like as a drummer, I feel like I tend to get bored with a lot of uh, it's just electronic so easy. music. It's just oh, to listen to or to make to to listen to oh, okay. and be at a party and listen to and also like <laughs> there's no fucking drums in here. <laughs> well, no, it's, ju- it's a lot of times electronic music is almost like just drums, but they're uh, bass at least. Like, yeah, but they, but they're just they're they're so they're so linear. Yeah. Oh, and you know what exactly? You can probably even list what happens right before the drop. Oh, it just yeah. speeds up and then, you know, yeah, and then give it a four-beat free fall and then boom. And, yeah, like, that was a funny thing, too, when I was, like, way into electronic music when I was, like, probably, like, 18, like, 21 or something in that range. And uh, you'd see these, like, different waves, like, go to a festival one year. And I remember there was one year where, the, like, the... The, the fad of electronic music was the what I would call the unpredictable drop. Like it would try to drop and then be like, now it's a harp playing or something. Like that. You yeah. wouldn't expect it, but it almost became like right like anything that's cliche. You hear it so many times that you're like, okay, now it's gonna just take a left turn out of fucking nowhere, yeah. and here we are. You that's know, so a whole song without a drop. That, yeah, that's the joke. Now. Exactly. <laughs> dude. Actually, that's the shit I do like. It's like deep house that where there's just like. <laughs> you like that? Oh, it's so br- that's book music. That's oh hard. yeah, no, that is some book music. Yeah, I sure. don't like super tra- like that's like trance music. Trance music. No, the trance is too much. Yeah, that's kind of what you're saying. Like, like no, deep house. It's so funny to like do all these like mouth imitations of electronic music. But now give me a nuanced view of house deep house to trance. Uh, Trance literally is that digga 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 like that. It's like yeah, dude. I I, like people internationally. A lot of English speaking people, so like Europeans, etc. Love uh, the shittiest electronic music. (laughs) You know, drum and bass too. People love that shit everywhere, and it's it's really hard to play on drums. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. As a drummer being <laughs> bored, like this this entire music is based on one beat. Yeah. Like every song. Like so oh, funny. let's go to the next song. It's, like, it's not like crazy chord progressions either. So it's just like, all right, cool, we're gonna do a basic chord progression over this exact same beat. Yeah. Rock out. Yeah, it's Have you totally been to cowfish? You ever been to cowfish? No, but uh what you're just listing totally isn't the exact kind of music I'm making on OP one right now. So what? I'm kidding. So I'm kidding. You know, it's a little it's bit like different sick. than that. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. No, that'd be something just kick. Snare. Dude, kayak kick snare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we get it. You're like a Rush, uh, Neil Pearl. Uh, Neil Pearl. Yeah. You're but like, now he's like your Jesus kind of guy. Really, no, I was actually never really super into Rush. I should I should be. Like, that's like, there's some bands that I know, like, they align. Mm-hmm. There's parallel interests and all of that, but yeah. I just haven't, like. What about Tame Impala? Kevin Parker's a big drummer. Like, he does you, his own drumming. You just, you just, should, just you should have led with this question. Okay. If you want to talk about an incredibly nuanced opinion, 
Ask me about Tame Impala. What do you think of Tame Impala? <laughs> we, have a when? Bit, we have a little bit of time left. Okay, nice. Uh, when, I guess. It's so hard to say. So like, okay, let me, let me tell you. Hate is first album. Second album, okay. Currents is his best album. Slow Rush is awful. Slow Rush is okay. I agree with you about the Borderline's Slow Borderline's okay. <laughs> Borderline might be like one of the better songs off it. It's just not as good as Currents. Currents was so good. Okay, if we go one, three, four. One, fantastic. Two, Garbage. Also fantastic. Very fantastic. Three, very hit or miss. Some songs, okay. Some songs, trash. Defend yourself. Name one. Name one trash song on Turns. That's a perfect oh, album. Like none of the ones I remember. I like that song, Disciples. Because um, I was still... That, yeah, song, yeah, yeah, that yeah. song's cool because he does this cool technique of playing it through a radio mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. which is cool. No, it's all good. Uh I liked that Love Paranoia song. Okay, I, like, so yeah. eventually, eventually, oh, eventually, eventually, is a banger. Is, oh, I hate that song. It's an incredible song. I want to, I want, if I was 13 again, I'd maybe connect to it. Yeah, but. well, I am. No, <laughs> mentally. No, um, I, I feel hurt about Tame Paula. So, like, I have, a, I have a hat signed by Kevin Parker. Oh, wow. I've seen Tame Paula a couple times. That's I cool. like, they were like my favorite band for a while. And the person I talked to about yesterday said like they were a band, but it's just Kevin Parker. So yeah, uh, like he just they were, but no, it, well, they were never a band. You, they were, the they first. they were a lot of like the original members and stuff that all play together were yeah. involved in a scene. So but like, everything you hear on the albums just Kevin just Parker. KP, which is sick. So I'm like, is, uh, it, mega a, is it a band? Because uh, I've never heard them live. I guess if you're hearing, you're talking about live yeah, show. Yeah, but even band. as not a band, the way they started was as a band. It wasn't always just Kevin's solo really? recording project, but it was like they were playing music together and they were Kevin songs, and then when he would go and record them, it would just be him. But they have had like a full-fledged okay, band. Cool. And like I think they still have mostly original lineup. I know their original drummer broke off and made his own band. Like, dude, the... The thing is, like, the scene in Australia for psych rock is yeah. kick-ass. And I think Tame and Paul kind of, like, paved the way of opening a lot of that up with, like, the first two albums are so, like, psych rock revival stuff. So everybody's obviously, like, says that uh, Kevin Parker's vocals sound like John Lennon, right? Like, psychedelic Beatles stuff, which is dope. I think that shit is so fun. The way that he records his drums is so much like Ringo, too. It's no, just it's great. great. Speed us up to today. Why do you feel hurt? So then Currents is like, this is the thing that kind of sucks about liking an artist when they're not as popular, is you feel like this is their real sound, is the first two, and then they sell out on the third record. Mm-hmm. I personally think a lot of like where Kevin Parker's ear has been has actually always been more toward like the last two records, but he hasn't necessarily had the means. Now that he's super rich and successful, he's able to do hugely like expensive, yeah. high pro- high quality production on all the stuff. And I think he's just done a lot more like pop sounding music. It sounds more like the first two records. There's it's funny. There's like a meme going around necessity. for a while. But huh? that's out of necessity. Like, that's what he could make at the time with what he had. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Is I think he that, just did an interview like two days ago speaking mm-hmm. with Rick Rubin okay. um, on, on the Broken Records. So, like, I just heard him talk about it. Like, he was excited to make uh, Currents. He was like, yeah, I know a bunch of fans are going to hate me for it. But, mm-hmm. like, that's the kind of music. So, I'm like... I hella respect that. Okay. To be honest, like, it's one of those weird nerd things where, like, you love a band and you feel like you connect with the artist, right? Mm-hmm. I, like, low-key feel like Kevin Parker is, like, somebody that is, like, a, a friend I've never really met. But, like, as a human being, I actually am very stoked on his level of success. Like, yeah. he headlined Coachella mm-hmm. last year, had yeah, this huge crazy. epic set, like, yeah, super lasers, again. super fucking cool. Yeah. It's just I don't like – I 
I've tried to listen to the Slow Rush like when it's coming out. I don't out. like a single song on it. I don't like maybe a single. Borderline. I don't maybe like a single borderline. song. It's yeah. like no, unlistenably it's bad. Yeah. It just seems like he keeps going for a younger and younger audience. Yeah. It's like, like the worst parts of jazz. <laughs> and, and he just took the worst parts of a lot of different things and just kind of smudged it together. Yeah. And one song, I don't like that how he's trying to like, it was three different songs in one song. I'm like, mm. I don't want the vibe of those two other songs. Yeah. That's like fairly, cre- like kind of, that's like kind of fun and creative and mm. all of that. But yeah, I, I know that song too. Before, I forget. So it's no longer, it's the first I song agree. in the album. Post, post humorous. Yeah. It's whatever. the one about his pops. Yeah. Yeah, post time it's forgiveness. That's what it yeah. is. Um, yeah, but just I don't know. I, I feel like it's just gone a direction that I'm like not that stoked about. And there was a meme that was hella funny that was going on when it was released. That was like Tame Impala fans in 2008, and it's all these like <laughs> dudes that look like me, all scuzzy, like beard, taking bong hits in yeah. like a, a dungeon, you know. And then it's like uh, Tame Impala fans like 2020, and it's like all these like uh, like. Mm, like rich moms chinking like uh, no, champagne so glasses funny. and shit. You know what I mean? And it's so that's the part that bums me out. But it's like uh, I really do think that he kind of opened the gates for a lot of really sick bands. Like my favorite band Kanye. of the moment yeah. right now, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not just taking him uh, is G- King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh yeah, and they're also Australian psych rock. And I kind of feel like it's just. That's the direction I like. Fucking Gizzard's doing the craziest shit. They're great, you know? But, you heard um, bon I bring this guy up with everyone else, too. Look at old Bon Iver. No, yeah. I'm just joking. Um, uh, I can't, Because like, he makes kind of, like, psychedelic music, for sure. Have you listened to it when you're tripping or rolling? You're just like, whoa, man. I, I, yeah, I saw Bon Iver at Sasquatch, like, a million oh, years ago. I don't ago. like seeing live shows. I think his live show would suck especially bad. Yeah, I just I remember the stage was really pretty. Oh, uh, cool. Really cool lights. But I haven't, like, really dropped in on the music. It, like, uh... It's like a really weird thing, but I don't really like music that's like super beautiful all the time. Like, mm. like really beautiful singing kind of has to be in a context for me and yeah. in a certain dosage. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like Bon Iver's music is almost like too pretty. Like I like respect yeah, interesting. it, and I would I would probably vibe in the right set and setting with yeah. it. But for me, it's a little bit like. I just don't feel inspired to turn it on so much. But like I, I, I don't have like a huge opinion. All right, I'm gonna play you uh, his song "Faith" after this, just okay, for a sick. second. I can't play it right now because we'll we'll get taken down. We won't. I don't think anyone who uh, YouTube or whatever listens to this. Yeah. Um, but like uh-huh. he, he like purposefully in his new album at least his two new albums, "Twenty Two A Million and this one. "Twenty Two A Million, he made the whole album pretty much on an OP one, which wow, is why sick. I got an OP one. So I'm like sick. That's sick. I just want to learn how to sample and stuff. We talked for over an hour. I got dirtball coming in. Seven minutes. Oh, shit. I love speaking with you, man. Because I really didn't know you before this. I know, no, no. I, I had a whole, I had a whole epic plan that I was going to bring you like a list of questions because I thought it would be funny to like reverse it on you yeah, and like interview be. you. Because yeah, it's but it's but been you see, fun it's not an interview. It's more just like hanging on, just talking. We're just someone. chilling, yeah, talking. I like it. I had a blast, man. I would love to have you back on. Honestly, I'm so down. Cool. Yeah, That'd super down, dude. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Wait. Uh, you want to shameless self promotion? Yeah, time. I was gonna say. Rep Buy things from me. I list things on Craigslist. Sometimes you'll have no idea that they're me. Um, I also um, <laughs> just buy have, a website. No, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do better to just start selling paintings. Buy those from me. Uh, let's see. Give me a I, link. I'll put it in the description. Actually, if anything, if you've listened this far and you're interested, listen to my bands. Animalingo is releasing an album in a. Just over two weeks. Okay, name the date because this might come out in three weeks. So I might have May to just put the link. 
15th. Cool. Because we're recording this May 1st. It'll probably come out May 20th anyways. Okay, cool. If not later. Hey, so. that probably just came out then. Boom. Like, here, well, Listen oh, to there's, it. There's a lyric in this Jim James song that I heard today that's like, I like Jim talking. James. Oh, Jim James. The He's man. my morning jacket guy, right? Yeah. yeah I like him. Jim uh, James. Yeah, yeah. Jim James is my favorite like singer probably of all time. Um, he always sings beautifully. Oh, he does. That's funny. That <laughs> I was hella thinking of him when I was that's like, so I don't really funny. like beautiful singing, but he does it in the context you know, touch of like. Touch screen part two or any of those, oh, like the wordless chorus. It's all just the yeah. most beautiful singing. Yeah. Yeah, or wonderful. Oh my god, dude, that song made me cry today. You know, it's great. Um, you cried, little baby, little, oh, little dude, thirteen year old. That's girl. so funny. You probably like Tame Impala's new shit. <laughs> no, I was gonna, I was gonna come on this podcast and liberate men crying. That was like my goal. It was like, I was gonna maybe cry on the podcast. Like now, I'm, I'm feeling emotional. No, yeah. I'm just joking. You hurt my feelings. So. I bet if you took psychedelics and come on the show, we could get to the point where next, you're crying. Next, tune in next episode where I come in fully faced on LSD. The goal LSD. is to cry. The goal is to cry next time you come on the show. Okay, I'm going to come in on psychedelics and aim to cry next time. All right. That'll be what everyone's looking forward oh to. Oh, my God. Now. We'll we'll talk about the Khmer Rouge. We didn't get into it this time. We'll talk about the Khmer Rouge to cry a little bit. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Lots of love, man. Thank Dude, you very much yeah, for coming Yeah, thanks for on. having me on. It's been dope.